Hello, thanks for tuning in to Odd Only Knows. This is Bridget, your host. I'm alone this week, as I will be for the next several weeks, I'm sure. Um, so I'm sorry, but I decided to uh, fire Clinton. Um, he just wasn't cutting it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's busy, and this is taking on more time than I expected. And um, I have more time than he does to put into it. And there, hello, kitty, how are you doing? You're rubbing on the table. All right. So th- thank you for tuning in again. If this is your first time checking out this show, basically, we're, it's a podcast about true crime, spooky stuff, the unusual, weird, you know, basically anything. I haven't really included any ghost stories type deals, um, just because I'm a little, I'm a little scaredy cat and I, uh, I'm afraid I'll scare myself. I listen to a lot of podcasts about true crime and ghosts and, you know, it's, uh, sometimes I can't sleep at night. So whippity do, if you have an idea or a story, even if it's about ghosts, go ahead and send me an email and we can talk about it on air. Email is uh, oddonlyknows at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out my website, www.oddonlyknows.com. And um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. I'm still trying to figure out all this stuff. I don't really know my way around uh social media that much I feel like I am um what's the word um a little electronically inept or social media inept so if you're looking on those uh, social media type things and it looks barely poorly you know very poorly done or uh you know it's just like super bare or there's not a lot of content it's because I have no idea what I'm doing I don't even know how to podcast and I'm just going to be rambling on, and I'm sure that doesn't sound great to anybody. But uh, I do want to thank the listeners. I got a handful of listeners in the last week, so thank you very much for listening. I have, uh, let's see, five states that have been listening to my podcast, and I really appreciate it. So thank you to those in California, Illinois, Oregon, Texas, and Washington. I'm sure it's everybody I know personally, so I appreciate you checking it out and taking the time and, um, you know, putting in effort. So hopefully the next few episodes are better. They're going to be a lot shorter. The first one was, you know, not well done and it was over an hour long. So it was a little extreme. Um, so these episodes will be a lot shorter, maybe less rambling. I don't know. Please, any suggestions will help me because I have no, like I I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. So let's get on with it. Uh, today's story is going to be about a serial killer. Um, originally I was going to do two stories, but, um, about two different things, but I decided, I think my podcast is going to be two shows a week. Um, Sundays will be the first show and then like Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not really sure yet. Um, both about different things. It's a surprise. You can also, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can see that uh, I'll put a hint out about the episode coming up. Uh, Today I put out uh, for Freaky Friday is what I'm calling it. Uh, Can you guess what episode or 
can you guess what I'll be talking about in the next episode? And basically it was an old lady with a burglar and it was a terrible meme. It's not very good and it doesn't really hint at too much, but uh, so it goes. All right, so let's get on with it. An Italian serial killer known as the soap maker of Correggio, Leonardo Canculi, probably not right. I'm not Italian. I spent some time in Italy, but um, that definitely doesn't sound right. So I'll probably just be calling her Leonardo for the rest of the time here. Uh, she murdered three women in the town of Correggio, Reggio Emilia, between 1939 and 1940, and turned their bodies into soap and cookies. Now, that has got to have taken so much time. And, like, I mean, that's dedication. Like, you, you have, you've got some time on your hands. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, Leonardo was born in Italy, Montella Avellino, and at a young, at a young age, she attempted suicide twice. So that already tells you that she was already kind of effed up. I mean, I guess that doesn't really make you effed up. She probably had depression or something or some kind of psychological problems. I would know all about that. So, um, so that's too bad for her and too bad she didn't have help. Uh, moving on in 1917, Leonardo married a registry office clerk. His name was Raphael. Uh, her parents didn't approve of the marriage and Leonardo claimed that her mother cursed them because they had planned to marry her to another man. So um, hopefully you don't have parents like that. If they don't like your soon-to-be spouse, they won't curse you and, you know, you'll have terrible things happen to you. Whatever happens with uh, that, just, just do your thing and uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. In 1921, the couple moved to Raphael's native town of Loria Potenza. And in 1927, Leonardo was sentenced and imprisoned for fraud. And when released, the couple moved to Lacedonia, Avellino. Unfortunately, there wasn't any information on her fraud. It just said she was in prison for fraud. <laughs> so who knows how long, you know, or what she was doing but obviously she had some fucking problems and that was her first attempt at you know her you know criminal life person um and just to note that these murders happened when she was in her late 40s so it wasn't like she was this young girl she was just this deceptive older woman you know i think she was just playing like i'm the old woman type and I only say old, I know right now, you know, 46 or whatever age she was is not an old age nowadays, but back in like the 20s. And I don't think people really lived that long. So for them, she was the sweet old lady. Um, in 1930, their home was destroyed during an earthquake and they moved once more to Correggio, uh, Reggio Emilia, where Leonardo opened a small shop. She was very popular and well-respected within her neighborhood. So again, there's that uh, sweet old lady uh, type deal going on. She was, uh, let's see here. She had 17 pregnancies during her miscarriage. <laughs> I could speak it, I, I swear. She had 17 pregnancies during her marriage, but lost three of the children to miscarriage. 
and 10 more died in their youth. That's so awful. Consequently, she was heavily protective of the four surviving children who wouldn't be, I mean, that's pretty awful. I don't know if that has to do with her parents cursing her or what, but it's, um, that'll mess someone up. But 17, I mean, 17 pregnancies, man, that's, that's excessive. But what do I know? I have one, one and done. (laughs) Her fears were fueled by a warning she had received sometime earlier from a fortune teller. Fortune teller said that she would marry and have children, but that all of the children would die young. So she should have known that this would have happened, you know. Reportedly, she also visited a Romani who practiced palm reading and told her, in your right hand, I see prison and in your left, a criminal asylum. So I don't know if she just went along with what these people were telling her or if she was just like slowly going insane or, you know, all of these things that had happened to her. You know, it doesn't sound like she had a bad childhood or anything like that. It just, she just was and was possibly convinced by palm readers and so on and so forth and bad luck. Uh, But I don't really believe in that, but who knows? In 1939, Leonardo learned that her eldest son and favorite child, Giuseppe, was going to join the Italian army in preparation for World War II. She was determined to protect him at all costs and came to the conclusion that his safety required human sacrifices. (laughs) And who wouldn't? I mean, what else would would you do to protect your children? She found her victims in three middle-aged women, all neighbors. So just a thought, uh, be careful of your neighbors. You never know, especially if you don't talk to them. I don't typically talk to my neighbors. I am antisocial and weird, which is part of the reason I'm making this podcast so I can talk to you digitally, I guess. Uh, But just watch out for your neighbors. Her first victim was Faustina Setti. She was a lifelong spinster who had asked Leonardo for help finding a husband. So if you don't know what Spencer is, it's like a lifelong person that never gets married. Like an old maid. Just like an old maid. Um, Leonardo Leonardo (laughs) told her of a suitable partner in Pula, but asked her not to tell anybody about it. She was persuaded. She also persuaded Faustina to write letters and postcards to relatives and friends that would be mailed when she reached Pula to tell them that everything was fine. I don't know of anything more suspicious than that. You're going to go with this strange woman because you're desperate to find a husband and write letters that say you're okay before you're even on the trip. Like, I can see, like, if nothing has been happening in the neighborhood or around you for a long time... And the sweet old woman is telling you all these good, good things and saying that you're going to meet a husband, I guess. Sure. But it's a little believable. Uh, preparing for her departure, she went to visit Leonardo one last time. And guess what? Leonardo offered Faustina a glass of wine, which was drugged, and killed her with an axe and dragged the body into a closet. There she cut it up into nine parts, gathering the blood into a basin. In her official statement... Leonardo described what happened next. Check this shit out. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, 
and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine. Kneading all the ingredients together, I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I had also ate them. So again, watch out for your neighbors because if they're feeding you free cookies and they're crunchy and somebody just disappeared from your town, uh, you might be eating that person. What's up, kitty? What are you doing? You're meowing. I have you in the chair. That's Lumpkin. She's, uh, I don't know what she's doing. She's meowing at nothing. But she's still sitting right next to me. I don't know. Maybe she just, she wants some attention on the air. What are you doing, kitty? What are you doing, Lumpy Lumps? Oh. So some sources also record that Leonardo apparently received Faustina's life savings, 30,000 lire, as payment for her services. And FYI, I have no idea how that translates into today's money because the lire is now obsolete and it was replaced with the euro. So if you know what 30,000 lire is worth uh, now for back then, if that, you, know, you know what I mean? How much it was worth in today's standards, um, that would be cool. You can email me, like I said, autolinos at gmail.com. So let's go on to her second victim, Francesca Soavi. Leonardo claimed to have found her a job at a school for girls in Piacenza? Piacenza. Piacenza. Again, I don't speak Italian. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Like Faustina, Francesca was persuaded to write postcards to be sent to friends, this time from Correggio, detailing her plans. So this is a little more convincing. You know, you're not being told to write that you're okay. It's being, you're, you're telling your family that you're going somewhere and yada, 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 getting a job, moving to new places. Okay, that's acceptable. Also, like Faustina, Francesca went to visit Leonardo before her departure. Now, this is one thing I don't get. This is a continuing thing throughout the story, is that these women would just go and visit her before they left. Like, I don't know if she was telling them to come and see them before she left, or if they were just being nice. I'm like, oh, sweet old lady, I wonder if she has anything, any wise words to, to say to me before I go. But um, it's just, you know, there was just nothing on that. So uh, we'll just imagine that's what happened. Sweet old lady inviting me over to say goodbye. Uh, so she was also given drugged wine and then killed with an axe. Uh, the murder occurred on September 5th, 1940. So this was uh, a year, less than a year after her first, uh, her first um, murder. And Francesca's body was given the same treatment as Faustina's. And Leonardo is said to have obtained 3,000 lire from the second victim. To me, that's really not worth the murder compared to the 30,000 she got from the previous murder. I would assume she wasn't doing it for money because uh, she seemed pretty uh, Faustina, or not Faustina. Um, Leonardo seemed pretty, you know, set on just doing what she wanted to do and whatever came out of it came out of it. 
so Leonardo's third and final victim was Virginia Cacioppo. Cacioppo, a former soprano uh, said to have sung at La Scala Opera House in Milan, Italy. Leonardo claimed to have found work at, as the secretary for mysterious Imprazio in Florence. Just like the other two women, Virginia was instructed not to tell a single person where she was going. Oh my god, red flags. Why don't these people realize that this is fucking weird? And she agreed. And on September 30th, 1940, went to Leonardo before she left. Again, it's the same thing. Same thing happening. And there's are, are people not hearing about these murders like in the last year? Whatever. Virginia's sister-in-law grew suspicious of her sudden disappearance and had last seen her entering Leonardo's house. She reported her fears to the superintendent of police who opened an investigation. Soon, Leonardo was arrested but did not confess to the murders until they believed that her son, Giuseppe, was involved in the crime. She convinced... She confessed... Holy shit. She confessed... To the murderers providing detailed accounts of what she had done to save her son from any blame. According to Leonardo's statement, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I had added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. Leonardo reportedly saved... <laughs> Leonardo reportedly received 50,000 lire and assorted jewels from Virginia. Totally worth it, I guess, if you're making money off of soap and, you know, getting life insurance money. And jewels, which is pretty cool. So, with the discovery and trial, Leonardo was tried for murder in 1946. She remained unrepentant, going so far as to correct the official account while on stand. At her trial, she gripped the witness stand rail and oddly, with oddly delicate hands and calmly set the prosecutor right on the certain details. Her deep-set dark eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride as she concluded, I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles, to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. She was found guilty of her crimes and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in the criminal asylum. Leonardo died of cerebral apoplexy in a woman's criminal asylum on October 15, 1970. Uh, you can find a number of the artifacts from this case, including the pot in which the victims were boiled, on display at the Criminology Museum in Rome. So uh, if you need an excuse to go to Italy, uh, or especially Rome, check out the Criminology Museum. I have never been there, um, but I'm sure it's super cool, and um, we'll just put that on uh, my checklist for travel. Uh, so that's it for the second official episode of Odd Only Knows. Again, if you have any suggestions on how I can improve, which I'm sure is a lot, send me an email, oddonlyknows at gmail.com. Check out my website. I need help on that too. If you have any suggestions with that, uh, oddonlyknows 
autolinknows.com and on Twitter, autolinknows. Feel free. Tell your friends. Help me out. Any suggestions will do. I love you. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time.